ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's still really fucking tired from this weekend. Well, time to wake up, because we're here to talk about professional wrestling, because there's a lot of it. I mean... Nope, time to go back to sleep, bye. Nope, sorry, too bad. We gotta talk about the NXT TakeOver New Orleans, WrestleMania New Orleans... 34. Raw after New Orleans, SmackDown after New Orleans, 205 Live while people are falling asleep in New Orleans, uh, an episode of Max T that was also in New Orleans, and of course, this podcast is not in New Orleans. We're, we're in Thank New York God. and Philadelphia. I'm Owen, joined as always by Sleepy John. Joined, as always, by everybody out there on the... I don't have a pun for this sleepy internet. I don't know. That wasn't very cool. It was not that cool at all. Oh, man. I thought you were going to tell me it was and make me feel at least a little bit better. Sorry. Jerk. Anyway, we are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozoneonline and on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. Search prowrestling.cool. You'll probably find it. Or don't. I don't care. Either way, we're monitoring both our chats at those places and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. I I, I can't play my copy of Steel Battalion. Number one, why do you have a copy of Steel Battalion? I, I, I bought it at PAX. You were there. I, I know. I'm playing it up to the audience because they were not there. I I... You brought it. John, you brought a giant box into my hotel, and I said, the fuck, how much did you pay for this thing? And you said and $300. Said $325. And you can't even play it. Nope, because it's Steel Battalion Line of Contact, the online slash multiplayer only expansion for Steel Battalion. Well, yeah, it means you need to hook it up to your computer and do a fake LAN with it, duh. Yeah, but the entire point was that I wanted to play the single player of Steel Battalion. Yeah? So I now need to find a copy of actual Steel Battalion. Good job, John. You, you did good. Didn't even check what was in the box. I couldn't. It was uh, It was high up, and I couldn't reach it. And it was... I literally had to wait for... Packs to end so that the guy could get a ladder and get it down for me. You're you're crazy, man. Absolutely bananas. I will be getting a copy of Actual Steel Battalion, then I will play it on some kind of video shame stream. You, there better be camera. I want to. I want to play this game. I've been wanting to play this game for fifteen fucking years. Mm-hmm. And just playing the multiplayer is not enough. Damn it. Fair. John? Yes, Speaking Owen. Of which, we were at PAX this weekend. We sure were, and it was a tragedy. Was a tragedy. I, I, I don't know. I had felt like saying that. Because you were there. Wow. Fucking I, I was at PAX. You and I hung out. It was a good time. We did. It was very fun. I mean, you were busy doing other things, and 
stuff and didn't spend a lot of time with me, but that's fine. It's packs. You go out there, you meet as many people as you can, and you have a good time. I I've hung out with the most people I've ever hung out with at PAX. I saw a bunch of cool games. All right, I then. put on a wrestling show. It, it was it was a good wrestle show. I got to work with the guy who used to run VGCW. Did you know? Why uh, doesn't he run he, it anymore? He retired from it a while ago. Remember? Yeah. So right, now then. he works on League of Heels with me, making some arenas that I didn't know he was doing. See. Yes, that is, that show did time. in fact happen. I, I had fun. So uh, if you should look up Paxomania on YouTube, there's an art of the Twitch stream, and then a uh, fully produced thing that I have a hand in will go up on League of Heels as a YouTube channel. It'll be dumb. It is a it's thing a th- you can watch. It's a thing you can watch. Did you have fun? I got, I got you in early to see it. I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I will say I was a little disappointed. Why? Because, like, they didn't really have a lot of matches on there, and not a lot of people were there. That's like, they usually, like... The point. And I get it. I get it. A lot of people were in New Orleans this weekend. Yes. A lot of people were in New Orleans. But it was still kind of disappointing that, like, not a lot of people were there. And also... I'm just going to throw it out there, like, as much as I respect and think it is very cool that they are doing a send-up of uh, NWO Sold Out, I feel like they ended up kind of falling into the exact same trap of NWO Sold Out, which is when the villains are winning and there's no repercussions all the sing- every single fucking time, it's not very fun. I mean, there were repercussions at the end. And that- yeah, but it took a while to get there. John, it's a hard show to put together, okay? We, we, I'm not saying otherwise. And uh, for people who are attending PAX West, we're going to do things a little differently. And by that, I have no idea. It'll be fun, though. It'll, it won't be a rumble, and it won't be with an N64. I'm, I'm curious to see what we're going to do. So check out that. Look at heels. It's good. I also work on it. Uh, John, anything... That's a disclosure thing. Yeah. Anything else from uh, PAX that uh, you know, was a highlight for you besides fucking Steel Battalion? Uh, f- look, man, I haven't fucked Steel Battalion yet. Yet. You're going to have to tune into video shames for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you kind of fucked Steel Battalion in the Steel Battalion room. I got in, if by that you mean I got in second place, and sure. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. PAX was cool. I, I enjoyed myself. I saw some cool video games. That, that one game, uh, I'm, st- I still really liked that, that weird Relic Hunters game that we played. Yes, that, I know what you're talking about, the, the weird animal thing that we were. Yeah, the top-down one with the don- where we were playing as the donkeys yeah. with the uh, the dash. That was really fun. That was fun. I really want to play that game. More. I really that game was I cool. Really like that game where we were using a uh, Dreamcast fishing rod and bongos, and we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. 
But it was cool. I'm still not entirely sure what that game was. I don't know, but it was fucking awesome. I use a Dreamcast fishing rod to fight your bongos. It's true. I I got in second again. Again, you keep becoming second place. You can't you can't win the big one. Can't grab that brass ring. I saw some I saw some game that was like steampunk cowboys with grappling hooks. That looked kind of cool. That's cool. Grappling hooks uh, is cool. I, I played Guacamelee 2. Guacamelee 2 is fucking awesome, but hey, surprise, so was Guacamelee. True. Um, there was some like tactical shooter game where it, it seemed kind of like Counter-Strike, but it had like a planning phase. That looked really cool. That had a neat look to it. I, I wish I got to try that. We, we played Door Kickers 2. Oh, right. Was that Door Kickers 2? Yeah. Oh. I think that was Door Kickers 2. I don't know if it was just Door Kickers. I, I wasn't entirely sure. I but think it was. Yeah, I no, was that was fun. Sequel. That was cool. We kicked doors. We, I died we a bunch. kicked some doors. Yeah, you die a lot in that game. Not you in particular. Yeah. I just mean, you know, in general, you die a lot in that game. That game's hard. But you know what my game show was? Set. Streets of Rage for the Sega Genesis. What? Yeah. Before uh before the WrestleMania kickoff, me and uh Harmox's uh Robbie Russell decided we're gonna play some Streets of Rage. I played a fake Streets of Rage game with Rhythm Bastard on the show floor. I don't remember what it was called though. We we played real ass Streets of Rage and we got to the final boss and then I fucking died because that boss is impossible one hit away from beating the final boss and we died it was an incredible run good job i've I've never like had like a solid run like that before with someone so that felt real good streets of rage game of show let's go i mean it's fine to be wrong whatever fine If if i'm gonna pick a real game of show i'll pick uh that game with the controllers that made no sense. Still the wrong answer. Not Steel Battalion. Also the wrong answer. N- Alright, fine. Gamer Show is alcohol. Close, but the wrong answer. What? Well, Alright, John, what was the Gamer Show? Come on, man. It was clearly fun employed. I mean, I, I, I preferred watching it. Because when we were playing it, I was very tired. I'm like, I cannot be funny at this time of night. Oh, that's what you were calling it now. No, I was. I, John, I only got like drunk one night during PAX. And that was Wednesday. Well, all right, then. Wednesday, I got hammered extremely hard. And then the rest of the nights, I just you know had a couple drinks, and that was it. And you know what? That's why it was the best PAX, because I did not have a hangover or feel like garbage any days. You see, I didn't have a hangover or f- anything like that. I just didn't sleep at all. Yes, yeah, I, I made sure to sleep. It's almost like not sleeping is really bad for me. Yeah, you should sleep. Fucking sleep, John. Eh, sleep is for the week. You know what's Spoilers. not? Spoilers. It turns out that now that I'm 30, I'm the one that's weak. True. You know what's not also not weak, John? What's that? Wrestling news. Fuck. Hitting the button. Hey, John. What, Owen? 
first bit of wrestling news is not wrestling news at all. Though it kind of is. Because it feels like it should be wrestling. It's the most wrestling news when you think about it. It's life turning into wrestling. True. Uh, yeah, Conor McGregor did some real fucked up shit. Conor McGregor's a fucking idiot. It, it, we watched that footage at PAX. We sure did. And what? Who does that? I remember when I read it on Friday morning and I just texted you, fucking Conor McGregor. Yep. Fucking Conor McGregor. The man decided that it's not enough to be an angry UFC man who does stupid boxing matches for no reason. I'm actually just going to become like real life Brock Lesnar. I mean, it makes sense. Does does he have a deal with Jimmy Johns? He should. I don't know. What's the, what's the Irish equivalent of Jimmy Johns? Uh, I think it's just Jimmy Johns. Because they use so much mayo. Gross. Because he's super white. Gross. Yeah. By the way, I, I finally tried Jimmy John's at PAX. It's, it's good. I also tried Jimmy John's at PAX. They put mayo on a fucking Italian sub. What the fuck? I know. That's why you don't ask for it. That's why you look at the, at the menu board and you see mayo's on the list and you say no mayo. Why the fuck would they put mayo on it? John, you, you walked in there. You saw how many doors of mayo were there. They put mayo on literally everything. What the fuck are you doing? I I don't know. What the fuck is Conor McGregor doing? He he busted that glass. He cut a bunch of people. He fucked up that UFC show. He's doing wrestling shit is what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, he got arrested. And then he, he, sure did. And then he got out on bail. He sure did. And he is going to get in another fight in UFC instantly as soon as he's able to. He sure is. Dana White ain't dumb. He knows uh, where his fucking bread is buttered. True. Why do you think he showed up at WrestleMania this weekend? Because he wanted to support his girl. And also gets Brock Lesnar to sign a contract. Exactly. He's getting that money. He's getting that. Oh, man, look, it's Dana White. Oh, right. The Bork Lacer is going to be going there soon. Guess I better watch him. Oh, and also, fucking, here's Vince McMahon giving the Bork Laser a real fucking strong selling point. Yeah, they re-signed Brock Lesnar to a short-term deal. So what are the details of this deal? Not much. Do you know any? Not much is known aside from it pop, like most likely being a short contract deal. And it's mostly, to, you know, he ran out of dates. They wanted more dates from him. Also, apparently a clause in his contract allows him to have a match in the UFC while under contract with WWE. Okay. So he's going to fight the, the winner of the Cormier fight, most likely. While still in WWE. Sure. I mean, shit, man. Like, it's not... It's no skin off of WWE's back, considering they don't really use them all that much anyway. And also, like... Remember, you know, not to bring up their... That fucking company that Kurt Angle brought up on fucking Monday. Although, in fairness, 
can you really bring up a company that doesn't exist anymore? We need, we're going to talk about that when we talk about Raw. It's fucking hilarious. Bobby Lashley was doing fucking Bellator fights while in TNA as their champion, so there's precedence for it. It's true. Just not, you know, in an actual legitimate wrestling company. Because Impact is just a shit show, carny bullshit thing. So we'll see. Also, you know, considering Bellator and Impact had a deal with uh, Spike at the time, so... It's true. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um... The point being, Owen, mm-hmm. fucking Conor McGregor. Yeah, fucking Conor McGregor. Jesus Christ, dog. You know what else? Fucking Saudi Arabia. Nope. They're bit. What are they doing? Being a bad country. Well, yeah, but also, as uh, someone on Twitter put it to me when I asked what was going on, essentially a uh, a Saudi prince is spending, like, all of the money to play, create a pay-per-view in WWE 2K. Hmm. And that's what we're getting at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Well, alright then. Because, did you, have you heard the news? They're doing a 50-man Royal Rumble. They announced some more names for it. Oh, really? Well, who's gonna be in it, Owen? Well, there's, there's two important names. One being Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's in the Rumble. Sure. You know who else is in the Rumble? Who's that? Chris Jericho. Okay, yeah, sure. He's uh, he's doing boat shows. He's also doing New Japan. Is he still doing New Japan stuff? Yeah, dude. He's still got that fight with Naito. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Jericho's going to be in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Also, The Undertaker is fighting Rusev in a casket match. Yeah, what the fuck's that about? I don't know. They're paying all the money? Undertaker's like, okay, I'll do it for that much money. This show is weird, and I'm going to watch it while also being very against everything that Saudi Arabia represents. But also, I kind of need to see this show. Did you hear their their rules for the show? Uh, besides no women? Uh, actually, sir, women are allowed to attend the show. Yeah, but they're not allowed to work on it. Provided that they get the permission of their male, uh, you know, chaperones. Ugh. Yeah. I know. I, I, I watched a movie about that area of the world during the Oscars, and it was gross. Yeah. But, uh, what else? Is there any other rules besides that? I mean, there probably is, but that's the one I was thinking okay, of. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if you had a list. I was like, Ugh. No, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. And, uh, the last bit of news that I got is... Devereaux got fired from Impact again. Well. That's that's all I got. Yeah. I'm so shocked. 
Wow. Right. I can't believe a dude that sucks. Sucked. Yep. That's all I got. I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to point. Just say, yeah, that fucking sucks. He sucks. Moving on. You want to talk about uh, the best show of the week? Why, yes, Owen. Let's hear about it. Let's hear about 205. No. Let's hear about TakeOver New Orleans. NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Uh It was a show. It was a show. It was a really, 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 really good show. Did you see the video that WWE put out today? Which one? The Morrow one? No, I didn't. You need to watch the Morrow video. I put it on Discord. It's, All right, then. It is a camera in the desk, and it's just Morrow's mic. And it's him freaking the fuck out at this pay-per-view. Like, all, of his, <laughs> all of his calls. He's like... Like fall, like fall back in his seat, standing up, like yelling, shaking, like he's like he's like marking the fuck out at this pay per view during the whole entire show, and it's just the best. You need to watch this video. It makes you, it gives me life. It makes me think. You know what? Wrestling fucking rules, and this is why. Because I was also doing the same thing during the ladder match because. Holy shit, that ladder I'm gonna be honest, I was doing the same thing through, like, basically all of this show. Well, yeah, I was doing it for, like, the most of the matches, but the ladder match was tops. The one thing I will say, I, I do want to start, I want to start with a criticism, because I feel like About it the is the only criticism that I will ever have for this show. I feel like NXT TakeOver New Orleans was a perfect example of why you have filler matches. Why you have matches that just don't matter. Uh, not when the show's that Because don't get me wrong here. Every single match on this show was a fucking banger and fucking awesome, and I loved every single one of them. It was a fucking perfectly put-together show, but I feel like it also proved why you have these cool-down matches and these come-down things that don't really matter. Because the crowd was just fucking dead for a I, bunch of it. Like, they I, tried I, to I, get into it, but, like... I didn't there was this, feel that. I feel like there was a very noticeable drop-off between, let's say, the ladder match and the women's match. And they tried. Like, certainly they tried to get in t- back into it. Like, they, they made a strong effort. Like... That that crowd made a strong effort to go the fucking distance all night for every single person there, but I definitely feel like there are moments where the crowd was just very tired and getting its energy back. Which fucking fair? Did you see that ladder match? The only match I felt like the crowd was kind of like chill about was the tag match, and then they heated up at the end, like the first part of it. They took kind of a cruise control, but the rest of the pay per view, I felt like the crowd was totally into it. Maybe it was just me, like, being into the pay-per-view, too. I'm not sure. Again, I, I'm not saying that they weren't into it. I, I think that it's very clear watching it. They were really fucking into everything that was going on. I just think it's, you know, you watch, like, 
specifically the women's match and the tag match. Those are the two ones that I'm thinking of. The crowd is pretty tired. I don't know. Like, because comparing it to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, like, the only, like, down match we had was the Velveteen Dream Cassius match. Well, yeah. And that was early in the show. And that was just a, a poor match. Yeah, but the rest of it, like, I didn't feel tired at all during the shows. Like, I was ready. I was, like, yep, up and yelling the whole time. I'm just saying, dude. Philadelphia was a great fucking show. Didn't have that ladder match. I, I, I'm not going to argue that, John. It, oh, and I'm trying to talk about the fucking ladder match. Let's talk about the fucking ladder match. Ladder match! What, what do you want to talk Jesus about? Do you want, do you want to talk about uh, Lars Sullivan being fucking awesome and just killing everyone? Throwing a ladder at everyone? literally everyone in the ring? No, what I really want to talk about is the Velveteen Dream being a fucking idiot in the best way imaginable, like, and just fucking purple rainmakering off of everything. And you could see, like, he looked like very upset that he was doing it. He's like, "I'm, I'm hurting. This sucks. I'm gonna keep doing it though, cause fuck all y'all." Like by the end, he was like, I mean, struggling. that's basically everyone in this match. Like, I don't think there was a single person that wasn't bleeding in this match. EC3. I think EC3 even, like, cut his elbow up. Eh. I felt like EC3... Like, EC3 didn't get, like, super hurt, and EC3 probably did the least in this Wait. match. But also, he didn't EC3 get super was hurt. good in this match. Are you fucking out of your mind that you didn't get super hurt? Did you not see him get, like, demolished under that ladder? Where it was, uh, who's on uh, Killing Dane's back? Was it Ricochet? It was Adam Cole. It was Adam Cole? When he yeah. did the splash onto the ladder with EC3 underneath of it? Yeah, I'm aware. I, yes, I saw that Vader bomb. Yeah, he did the Vader bomb with double impact because they hit it different times. Through that ladder, EC3 was legitimately unconscious. Like, he stopped moving for a while. The referees had to take him out to check on him. He he got fucked up. Don't tell me he didn't get hurt. I didn't say he didn't get hurt. I said he did the least physical things in that match. Uh, they said he got the least physically beat up. Like you just say, oh, you got cut on the shoulder, on the elbow. No, I was saying like no. What I was saying was that was like even EC three got cut. I'm like he didn't do the most in that match, but he got he definitely was bleeding at some point. Yeah. Like no, he wasn't bleeding as much as Lars, whose face got fucked up. Fuck yeah, he did. Y- you know what my favorite uh, spot of the match was? What's that, Owen? It was Lars putting the two guys through the ladder on the outside. And then Killian Dane uh, doing the exact same thing. I was less enthused by the Killian Dane spot. Uh, no, th- but the fact that he did it immediately after Lars was hilarious. I laughed. That's why and I was less enthused by it. I was like, "Come on, guys, this is just overkill at this point." No, but the point is that like the, you didn't see that ladder get set up. You only saw the one ladder, and suddenly the camera cuts over, and oh shit, there's another ladder, and oh my god, they're set up the exact same way. That's hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was the best. 
And Adam Cole won the match because, of course, he did. Baby. My favorite spot of the match was fucking EC3, baby. He's like, no, what the fuck and fucking are you doing? Adam And fucking Adam Cole's reaction of just like... He's like, no, fuck you, that's my thing. You don't get to do my thing. And he literally yells at him, that's mine! True. I also liked uh, Velveteen Dream. I love you, Adam Cole. On t- doing the, the the purple rainmaker off of the top of the ladder, where he did. Oh, Lars, yeah, no, no. You, let's talk about the actual fucking amazing thing: the fucking rolling Death Valley driver on the on the goddamn ladder when him and Ricochet were doing that fucking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! But that jump, you two are idiots. But that jump, though. Also, let's talk about Ricochet. Anything Ricochet did. But John, let me talk about that jump because. The jump. The thing is, he didn't just like fall off the ladder like most people did. He jumped higher into the air. What are you doing, dude? He fucking shooting star pressed off of a goddamn ladder when it was being tipped over. Because Ricochet's fucking. He's Ricochet. He's doing Ricochet things. Lars was climbing that ladder and Ricochet just fucking jumps into him. Yep. That was shit was great. This was a really good match. It's like, I don't, I'm just gonna take out everything here. I don't give a fuck. John, this might be the... All hail the king. This might be the match of the year. It might be. It might be. It might be, but it also might be the other match from the show. I really like the other match of the show, which we're gonna talk about, but that ladder match, though. That ladder match was real fucking good. Don't get me wrong. It was. It's the difference between... It's the difference between a holy shit, what the fuck is happening spot fest and a brilliantly told fucking story. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about... Do you want your... Do you want your Spielberg or do you want your crank high voltage? I, I always want my crank high voltage, man. I do too. And that's why I really like this ladder match. I think we're going to argue about this in December. We probably are. Anyway... Women's match. It was very good. Shayna Baszler looked fucking cool. Shayna Baszler has come into her own. She's legitimately great now. Not like a technical like indie superstar, but she she gets it she now. Can sell. She definitely gets it. She can storytell. She's got it. That spot yep, where she, she, dislo- she gets it. She got her arm dislocated and she banged her shoulder into the post to relocate it. That Brilliant. sucked. Brilliant. So good. That sucked so hard and made her look like such a fucking badass. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ember Moon didn't stand a chance. Yeah. She looked fucking great, though, and it, it was a fucking awesome match where they both, like, did some serious fucking dirt. But, yeah, no, that ending... Was the right ending? Just knock her out. Make her Just submit without submitting. Taps, tap, nap, or snap? Well, she went with nap. Yep. So we got a new champion, and it made sense two nights later. Uh, mm-hmm. the other, the next match was the tag match, right? It was indeed. And I think. It was super clever of them just letting Adam Cole take a nap the whole time. Yeah, that was pretty good. 
Like, you just had a 40-minute match. You should just uh, take a nap. You earned it. Yeah, that was that was a good way to do that. And then it played in... And also, it made fucking Kyle O'Reilly look amazing! Yeah, dude, he just came flying in out of nowhere from time to time. It was really good. He just looked like the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Like, that's... He kind of... This is my problem with Undisputed Era. Uh-huh. I love them to death. They're the best. But I feel like this kind of represents the problem with the Undisputed Era of they're just doing the NWO thing where it's like, how am I supposed to root against these guys? They're the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. I mean, it works. Did you see the way Kyle Riley was kicking the shit out of fucking everyone? Like, there was an urgency to every single thing in this match. This match was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked like... You know, this didn't feel like a fucking wrestling match. This felt like people trying to literally murder each other. I mean, that's called strong style wrestling, but yes. I mean, especially that's when, actually not... Especially when you have did to you read, done. Did you read uh, the interview with Nakamura where he talked about how he f- feels like people uh, misinterpret what strong style is? No. Short version, because I don't really remember the, the extent of it. Uh, basically what he said was that like he feels like people look at strong style as like, I'm going to hit you as much as possible, or as hard as possible, when really what it's about is making those strikes look really strong and looking like you're fighting through the pain, but it's still wrestling. You're still, you're not actually hitting the person yeah. hard. But what about British strong style? That's just actually fucking a motherfucker up. That's that fucking... WCW match between fucking uh, Regal and Fit Finley that's basically a snuff film. It's also Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is a bad man. and I don't like watching I'm not going to say he deserved to get his head kicked in, but he kind of deserved to get his I, head I kicked in. I don't like watching him wrestle. Because I do, he hurts people. but I understand what you're saying. He hurts people. In ways that he didn't really he, get to do that yeah. much joint manipulation. Although the one time he did it in the match, it was not fun. No, I looked away. I couldn't watch. It's painful. But yeah, then he got his head kicked in by Roderick Strong. Because guess what? He's also from Ring of Honor, bitch. Boom! Undisputed Era. Remember when Undisputed Era were all like, "Hey, you should join us," and Rod Stonk was like, "Nah." Oh, he's like, nah, maybe later. Well, later came up. Yep, well, this time he was like, you know what? I'm going to grab this armband from you and make it look like I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Adam Cole. But actually, I'm just taking your armband and putting it on myself and being like, yeah. Yeah, and then... Wait, actually, I did it wrong. It's... it's. Well, you're also mirrored, so... On the video form, so it's fine. I mean, it looks... Well, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. People get the point, but they're listening to the podcast version. That makes zero sense what you just did. It's true. I did the Undisputed Era hand sign. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in a gang, y'all. Yep. But. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, even though Roderick Strong lost, he actually won. And a team that was not in the tournament won the Dusty Classic. Isn't that weird? I can't believe it. I mean, that's never happened before. I, I expected it to happen. Well, yeah, because Undisputed Era is the best. Anyway, 
the next match was the NXT Championship match, I believe. It sure was. It was a fucking great match. What a shock. Yes, it was. I think the Gargano match was better. The one from TakeOver. Yeah, it was. But this was really good. It's not a question. It, it played back on some of it. It was good. I think the finish was perfect. I mean, I, I feel like what you're saying here is, I think Johnny Gargano is a better wrestler than Aleister Black, which... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he is. True. But uh, the finish... And we'll get to that. With but this. that said, Aleister Black is real fucking cool. And that finish, though... Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk about the finish. John, I'm trying to talk about how Zelina got I caught. I segueing you back to it. And then, oh, wait... He's got Zelina in his arm, so Almas can't block the kick to his fucking head, and now he's out. It's pretty fucking cool. Also, it sounds like a yeah. cat. Hold on agrees a that that ending was dope. That was a really good ending. And just basically anything involving Selena in that match. Like, the way that she played all of those moments of, like, catching uh, Black off guard and just, like, pulling all this crazy shit. Like, she went for it. Like, you know, and it's, obviously it's all stuff that she's done before. But, like, the way that she went for it was fucking super cool. And, yeah, just, like, the fact that, you know, it ends with her going to the well one too many times. And, like, basically screwing almost out of the title in a lot of ways. Yep. Really fucking cool. Hope that hope they don't break them up. Hope they don't break them up. Yeah. Like another team we'll talk about on Monday's show. Yeah. Main event though. Johnny Organo against Tommaso Ciampa. Can can I just say something, John? Match of the forever. Um his decision to have Tommaso come out to no music except for the chorus of Fuck You Champa chants. Best, mo- best. best move of the night. Best. Best. So good. So good. No music. I hope he never gets music. He should never have music. He's the biggest heel. It's so good. I hate him. He is the most over heel. That this company has had. I hate him. In a very long time. He is more over as a heel than Roman Reigns. I hate him. I want him to legitimately die. Jesus Christ. I, okay, I don't he got go that power far. bombed onto the concrete floor. And the crowd, after skipping a beat to be like, holy fucking shit, that just happened. Started chanting, you deserve it at him. True, but also I don't want him to die. I, how about like, a, he's a forever coma. How about that? I don't want to wish death upon someone. Too mean. A forever coma is basically death, dog. Yeah, but it makes me feel better. Morally. Just, just, just let me have it. But yeah, this match, like, you, you talked about the concrete spot. That was great. Uh, the, the part with the crushes was great. This, the turnbuckle spot was great. The announce table spot was great. Um, the other announce table spot where Champa got thrown over the table and then the crowd chanted "Mamma Mia" because he ran in tomorrow. Yep, that was real good. Really good. But the best spot was the part with the knee brace. 
where Tomas is like, I'm gonna hit you with my knee by taking this knee brace off. Oh, wait, motherfucker. You just you just gave away your weakness, and also now I have this metal object that I can kill you with. Just perfect. Just perfect. What about the fucking ending moment where they call back to the fucking, uh... To the Cruiserweight Classic match. Mm-hmm. Fucking Ch- Gargano's gonna beat the shit out of of Ciampa with that broken cut crutch and takes pity on him. And it's like, they, they do redo the moment where they sit next to each other. And, like, you think that they're gonna have this moment again. And then fucking Ciampa goes for the fucking kill. And Gargano's like, fuck you. Here comes the Gargano escape. Yep. Actually, fuck that. Why don't I STF your your fucked up knee while fucking strangling the shit out of you with this with your knee brace? So good, dick. See, John. Last week you were like, "Oh yeah, Johnny Gargano's gonna lose the match. He's gonna go to the two hundred five live." Fuck you, John. He is belongs in XT forever. He should be the champion forever. And I've never been more glad to be wrong. He's the best. I, I I told you, he's the king of NXT. He deserves it. He does deserve it. It was never a matter of, I think he doesn't deserve it. I think it was more a matter of, I think they're going to call him up. And hear me out, John. Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet. Let's go. Yes? Let's go. I I, I haven't seen anything from the tapings tonight, so I don't know. Anything. I just want that, please. Please and thank you. Yeah, that was actually Taker in New Orleans. Best show. Best takeover ever. I'll admit it. I'm wearing a takeover Philadelphia shirt. I'll admit it. It's better. It's a great show. But uh, the next show we need to talk about is uh, the WrestleMania. And that was a 20-hour show, so... We're going to just not run down the entire car. show. We're not going to run down the entire car because it's too fucking long and we don't want to be here forever. So we'll, It was a long show. We're going to highlight the things that uh, we enjoyed from it because I don't have the car in front of me. So I just want to highlight the things I liked. I liked... I'm going to highlight a thing I didn't like. Well, I want to start with the pre-show stuff. Okay. Is there something on the pre-show you didn't like? I didn't really watch the pre-show. I liked the first match, the Andre Battle Royal. Did you know what happened? Oh, Did really? you know what happened in the Andre Battle Royal? I mean, I know because you told me what happened. The, the, the Woken Matt Hardy one because Bray Wyatt showed up and said, Hey, I'm back, and now I'm a good guy. So he's... What? Is Matt Hardy a good yeah, guy? Yeah, Matt Hardy's a face. Because he claps and he yells okay. wonderful and the crowd deletes with him. It's great. He's a face. Ray Wyatt's also a face now. And he's like really wacky and I love it. And the best part about this was he was still lying in the ring when Matt eliminated uh, the two people. And the, per- the the timekeeper like paused for like a solid 10 seconds before ringing the bell going, wait. Is Bray Wyatt in the match? Oh, no, he's not in the match. Ring the bell. He Matt Hardy won. It was, really, it was a really funny moment. Going, wait. There's two people in the... That other guy's not in the match. It's over. And Matt Hardy won. 
And have you seen the videos he's been posting online? No. Because he did the thing that I told you he was going to do last week. What? I said if Matt I said if Matt Hardy wins, the ghost of Andre the Giant lives inside the trophy. He talks to the ghost of Andre the Giant who's possessed inside the trophy. Okay then. Get ready for that Dean Ambrose feud. Let's go. Let's go. Like seriously, let's go. Let's go. Dean no? Ambrose is dead. Oh right, that that did happen. Um, the cruiserweight match was really good. Did, Mustafa did Ali's entrance was really good. Yeah, he was Sub Zero. He got a laser hand. That was cool. He's basically Glacier. Glacier, Sub-Zero, same thing. My blood ran cold. It should have. He has special... Like it always does of whenever cruiserweight stuff happens. Fuck you. It was a great match. It There, there, there was an actual crowd sitting in there, and they watched it, and they cheered, and it was good. It was a very good match. Yes. And uh, the right guy won. Cedric won. I don't know if the right guy won, but the guy that was expected to win won. Yep. And uh, I thought the women's battle royal was bad. So what was bad about it? Because the whole beginning of the match was, oh, instead of everyone fighting in a free-for-all, we're all just going to take turns eliminating one person. And then... Why? I, I don't know. Even the commentary is like, that's weird. And then... They wrestled, and then, oh, we're going to tell the story about how uh, Absolution is running roughshod. Oh, wait, they're eliminated. Whoops. Bye. Like, oh, wait, now the right. Oh, never mind. As soon as we say Riot Squad, they're eliminated. Also, Kairi Sane got to do an elbow, and then she got thrown out. Yay! Becky Lynch got mad. How many NXT people were in six, on this, by the way? Six of them, I believe. It was, uh, I forget the name of... The girl, the first Indian woman signed to WWE was in there. Kyrie Sane was in oh, there. Oh, yeah, her. Bianca Belair. Yay! Dakota Kai. Yay! Yay! Um, Wait, who are the other two? Peyton Royce and ah. uh, Tayara Conti. Who's that? The, the Brazilian girl that, you know, showed up from the, the classic was a heel for a second. Oh, right. Yes. I don't get why Billy Kay was in it. She was fine later, but I don't know. Whatever. Didn't matter. Pace was good. Dakota Kai was good. They got eliminated and I got sad. And then they did the whole Bailey-Sasha thing, but it meant because Naomi was still in there and won. She brought it to the floor. By which I mean she brought no, no, Bailey makes... and Sasha to the floor by putting them over the True. top rope. True. But if they make the trophy glow, then I might be on board. I don't know. But, so now now we can just talk about the main card and just talk about whatever. What did you not like? I thought that Undertaker match was shit. Why? Look, man. I get what you're trying to do. Of you want the Undertaker to look strong, 
Mm-hmm. And you can't really do much, so might as well just give him a squash match. Yeah. But you really, you're going to have him fucking squash Cena like that in a way that's like made Cena look like even more of a jabron than the fucking like famous Brock Lesnar squash. Yeah. Like, I actually was excited for them to fucking do something with this no. and thought that it could be like, hey, you know what? If there, I think that if there's anyone that is like safe enough and good enough to bring, you know, to give fucking Undertaker like a good, like, you know, maybe not as long as the fucking Roman match, certainly, because that shit was too mm-hmm. long. And it's fucking Roman, and he can't do long matches. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if there's anyone that can bring fucking Undertaker to, like, a 10 to 15 minute match and make him look fucking great, I bet it's Cena. No, but here's... No. And instead it was a complete and utter squash where Cena got to do one hey, move. Hey, John, you want to know a secret? Undertaker's an old fucking man. He shouldn't be wrestling. That's the problem. He retired. Then why are you back? He says, I lived, bitch. And then he, his hat and his jacket turned back into him. And he... I don't... I don't know, dude. I don't like the concept of this happening, but the way they handled it was the best part because the whole time was Cena being a bully and then Undertaker being like, well, you poked the bear, so now I fucking have to kill you because I'm still the Undertaker. I saw a perfect summary of this on Twitter. Someone did uh, three images from a Simpsons episode of uh, Millhouse writing a note to Nelson about, you know, talking shit, and then he just immediately gets clobbered in a second. That's essentially what happened. That's he tried to talk shit, and then the big bully just clobbered him in a few seconds. I just feel like the things that John Cena did is still not that far removed from, like, face John Cena. You will- Face he anyone was, in this company. Yeah, he was face John Cena. That's the point. I don't feel like he was actually that much of a bully. I feel like he was pretty reasonable in his criticisms of The Undertaker. And also, I mean, let's be honest, The again, the fucking week before WrestleMania, he wasn't like, Undertaker's a bitch, I fucking hate him, he sucks He kind of did. Like, he was like, he's like, well... I tried to get Undertaker to respond. Ain't it? Undertaker's like, I'm fucking retired. I said this at Raw 25. What don't you get? He did not say that at Raw 25. That was the entire point. At Raw 25, he made it was like, wait, what the fuck was that? Are you doing shit? Are you not doing shit? I mean, I, I thought he said he was. I, I don't know what that promo was. I I interpreted it. That was the whole point. It was a bad promo that didn't fucking explain anything. And then he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, all right, I fucked up. I'm leaving." And then John Cena made him come back. And now he's gonna have a fucking casket match later this month. I don't know, John. It's like, I, it's just I, I watch the entire thing. And I just go, "Why are you here? Why are you doing that's, this?" That is, that's the question. Why is he here? And the answer is because he can't fucking help himself. He's going to die in the ring. He's got Terry Funk disease. Or he just really wants the money. It's both. He's addicted to money. And to be fair, Undertaker still, you know, brings in a crowd. It's true. 
whether or not, you know, it's we have to hi have a bunch of smoke and mirrors to make it look like everything's fine. Which they actually pulled off here. But still. He's still an old man. Are you saying, Owen, that you're only smoking mirrors to me? Whoa? Bullet Club is fine. Bullet Club is fine, John. You know what else was fine? What's that, Owen? But not good, just fine. AJ Styles Nakamura match. I don't agree with that. I thought it was fine. I thought that match was really good. I thought it was good, but it didn't live up to the hype, which was the problem. That they overhyped it. It was a good match. They just did not live up to that Wrestle Kingdom hype because they did not give it time to be able to go there. But the post match was awesome. And made it all worth fucked it. up. Why? He's like, Akamura just knelt down and said, here's your belt. Also, here's my fist on your dick. God, no. That's Uppercut. not where fists go. Uppercuts. And then I'm going to just kick you in the fucking head a whole bunch while you're on the, on the ring apron. Jesus, dude. Heal Nakamura. Are you ready? I didn't know I was ready until now, but apparently I am. After SmackDown, I am 100% on board on with Heel Nakamura. He is awesome, and I hate him. He's such a dick. Sounds like it. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. I can't wait. Um, do you want to talk about the opening match? Did you? I liked Finn Balor's entrance that wasn't a demon entrance. I liked it too. I thought it was very... <sighs> so... I've been thinking a lot about the this Finn Balor entrance. Yeah? And his shirt? And his shirt, and the whole thing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do really like it. I, I thought it was great. I think it's really weird... That, you know, they're pushing and like clearly like, you know, I don't I don't know anything about Finn Balor. I don't know what his deal is. I don't even really care. But like it strikes me as weird that they're pushing a man who is who is ostensibly straight and like making him the avatar for like. LGBT acceptance in LGBTQ acceptance in WWE. You mean when they have someone else on the brand who's openly gay? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, right? No, actually, I don't. Uh, Sonya Deville. Is she really? She had pride stuff on her gear in the Battle Royal. Oh! She is openly gay. Good for her. And That's she awesome. Tweeted, she tweeted out after Finn's entrance how, you know, Moving and important it was to have that. That's kind of awesome. You know so, what? Yeah. I had I had no idea about Sonia, and I I'm I'm happy for her. Good for her. Um, it it honestly because you know I was thinking about this in the context of you know our discussions about Darren Young uh, from the the worst of of the year, and it reminded me of my whole problem with that thing of I think it's very. I think it's very shitty, but also very typical of WWE that, like, 
Here they have these people that are, you know, like Sonya Deville, like Darren Young, who are openly gay. You know, the performers are openly gay, Mm -hmm. but they make no acknowledgement of this at all with their characters. And yeah, I I understand, you know, again, like what Mistaken and people were saying of like, you know, it's good that they're not calling it out and everything like that. Like, you know, because they would handle it very badly, which they would. And I mean, I, I understand that there is not. Okay, let me okay, let me let me address these in two ways first. The first thing is I feel like the difference is it's I feel like it's the difference between um acknowledgement and making it a focus. Like I you know, thinking about this in the context, you know, not to talk about fucking things that happened on other podcasts or whatever, but like remember in, in the Giant Bomb Game of the Year shit where they're talking about Dream Daddy? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the the Damien character mm-hmm. and how certain people were not like had a bit of an issue with the fact that like they didn't really talk about the fact that Damien is, is a trans man and other people were like, but that's a good thing. Yeah, I think the difference between that scenario and like, say, the Darren Young scenario is like. With Damien and with things like that. It's not the focus, but there is an acknowledgement. There's an understanding of, like, yes, this is who this person is, but that's not what we're focused on. That's, like, because we're focused on all these other elements of them, all these other parts of them. Mm -hmm. With Darren Young, and I feel like also Sonya Deville, I feel like there is not even that acknowledgement. It's basically, oh no, Darren Young, Sonya Deville, they're they're totally straight. They're they're totally fine. It's I, I don't know Fred Willard the third or whoever that is is the gay one. It's the person playing this character. See, that's I don't think I've seen them say, oh they're straight. I just think they say I don't think it's I don't but again I think it's that they leave the plausible deniability. They leave the fact that they can deny it and be like, no, it's it's not them. It's just this is the person that's playing them. And that's completely separate and removed from the character that they are. Because I feel like there's a part of them that is still very uncomfortable about acknowledging a fucking gay person. I, I, I understand that. But they also let Sonya go to the ring in, you know, the pride rainbow outfit. So Which is true and good for them. Like, again, I, I, I appreciate the small steps that they're doing. But I, again, I worry about what the purpose is. And I especially worry about it when, again, going back to the Finn thing, they're making a man who, for all we know, is ostensibly straight, the avatar for fucking... But see, that's the thing about the Finn scenario is you need to remember that it's not just LGBTQ. There's also the I and the A in there. And he, I feel like Finn is very much in the A category. And it's like a huge step for WWE to even, like, you know, do that. Because that you don't is know. True. You know, honestly, I, I, I am going to be completely honest. I had never even considered Finn being ace. Which, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, okay. like he, yeah. he is an ally. And Oh, that's, it, not it, what, oh that's, that's not what the A is. No, the A stands for ally. Like, he is an ally... For an LGBT, the A is actually the A is actually for asexual, but I get what you're saying. That, well, that's what I meant. All right, it's LGBT. I it, it's the that's right. It's the plus that stands for the ally. There's it also is. a plus. So yes, that's what I Which, meant. Which again, I, I I am I totally agree with you that I think that the that like it is good to have you know a really good ally thing there. I just think that my problem is that it feels like 
in in very much this is a very much a WWE thing and a very much a, a straight men trying to you know appease thing. They're making the ally. They're making the the straight ally the focus when it should be, you know. I feel like it's a it's a first step. Like for, it de- is. for a company like the it WWE is. in this and I will, business, that's yeah. like a huge step. You're right, and I completely agree with that and understand that perspective. But also, fucking Vince. I don't think this is a Vince thing. I think this is something Finn's pushing. I'm sure it is something that Finn's pushing, but I mean, let's be honest. Who gets final say? Oh, yeah, of course. But I'm, I'm trying to not be totally pessimistic about this. I'm trying to see the I, I agree. And again, like, this is... I'm not tr- saying this in the sense of, like, this is a bad thing. They shouldn't be doing this. No, this is a fucking great thing. And, like, I, I'm so fucking happy that Finn is doing... is making this push. I'm so fucking happy that they did that. I thought that entrance was fucking wonderful and made me so happy. It's just weird is all I'm saying. It's, it, I know, I know, but it's, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm glad that, like, you know, like, people like Sonya are very, like, proud of this happening. And it being, As they should be. Especially, like, on a stage like WrestleMania. Like, that's huge. And again, it's clearly a step up from what happened to Darren Young last year. Right. Or, like, going back a few years, the whole, you know, Billy and Chuck thing. Or Orlando Jordan. Like a lot, yeah. Like wrestling, WWE in particular, has been very shitty to gay people. So this is I'm 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 happy about this. I'm I'm happy. I hope this is just a stepping stone to great greater things. But yeah, this was this was a great entrance. Yeah, and the match was good too. It was I guess. I like that. I, I I thought the match was really great. You know, a lot there certainly. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that it wasn't a bit dampered by the fact that, like, pardon me, uh, it wasn't a bit dampered by the fact that Finn Balor and Seth Rollins has happened, let's say, way too many times in the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, at a point, if you're doing a whole bunch of callbacks to things we've already seen, like, if if a bunch of the match feels like it's callbacks, then you might have a problem. True. Let's say. But I still thought that they did a really good job. I thought that, like, for... I thought that it was perfect for what an opening match should be. It didn't Agreed. steal the show. It wasn't, like, a fucking runaway, like, amazing thing. But it was super fucking fun and super fucking well done. Yep. And the the, the curves, the double curve stomp was real nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Seth, Seth joined the rest of the Shield... As Grand Slam champions, and then I'm, it made me think. I don't think that's such a big accolade anymore these days. Seems like it's pretty easy to do. Pretty much. Um, you would. I I would like to talk about the match that happened after it, though, because it was the second best match of the night. I don't know about that. N- name me a better match besides the the best match. What do you think was the best match? Well, I, I think the the mixed tag was the best match. All right. I mean, I'm, I still. I mean, I, I I did think that the mixed tag match was better. Um, I look, man, I still thought that Styles Nakamura was fucking fantastic. 
Yeah, but I think... I even thought the triple threat was really fucking good. But Charlotte versus Asuka was really good. It just felt to me like Charlotte doing her Charlotte thing. That entrance, though. That entrance was fucking great. Don't get me wrong. That entrance was fucking great. You you saw the you saw what it was, right? Like the whole yeah. setup was. Hey, I was in Triple H's entrance in this arena four years ago, and yeah. now I'm the one on the throne, bitch. Yeah, Shit. I'm fully aware. I I got the call great. back. It was great. And then Oscar's it, like, "Hey, I got a normal entrance." No, she had a VR entrance. Thank AR. you. AR. Thank you. It's augmented. That shit was really bad. Eh, I mean, it was. I liked the augmented reality stuff. It just didn't play to the crowd because the crowd couldn't see it. That shit was bad. I mean, like, eh. you're really telling me you're gonna do this fake ass fucking CG shit for your stupid fucking VR app that you're putting out tomorrow or today if you're listening to the podcast version. You're really going to tell me you're going to make this stupid fucking shit instead of having, like, actually cool fucking entrances? Like Fuck it, off. Yeah, like, it would have been better if she had, like... It know, just looked cheap. It felt cheap. She should have had, like, a full Empress entrance. Yeah! But fucking Miz should have had, like, an actual cool entrance, too, instead of, like, the I fucking weird AR shit they did. I don't know. Like, that don't get me wrong. Cool it's saying Hot Wife was really funny. John... That felt like a Miz thing, though. That felt that feels like something the Miz would totally do. So I don't fault him on that. Also, the New Days felt. But like they a also could have had like thing. a bunch of cool shit, like fucking Miz surrounded by paparazzi or something. John, they spent all the money actually giving Styles fireworks in his entrance. All right, they had no budget. Shit cost money. I thought you were gonna say that. Spent all their money on Nita Strauss. Uh, no, they spent all their money hiring bikers for Triple H's entrance. They just did Triple H's entrance from last year again, but they got ladies instead of cops. And there were two bikes, thank you. They each had their own bike. Well, yeah. But yeah, this but talking about the Oscar Charlotte match, it was great. Storytelling was good. Working on Charlotte's arm and then her Somehow putting on the figure eight with one arm to get the win was... I found this match fine. Great. Fuck the ending. Ending made sense. I the more, I th- the more the I was initially shocked and upset, but the more I thought about it, I went, okay, good. John got what he's been wanting since NXT. You wanted the streak to end so that... She could just be a character instead of her character being, I have a streak. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But it also felt to me like yet more evidence that Charlotte is the fucking chosen one in this company. Yeah, she's a flair. Duh. And I get it. She's a blonde white lady. Who's and, mar- who's the daughter of Ric Flair? And she's actually but really good at wrestling. Fucking come on! Um, there are people on the roster that are better than Charlotte. Well, yeah, Alexa Bliss. And I can think of many of them. 
fucking, you know, if we're just going to talk about, like, actual wrestling skill, not even just fucking character skill, and I'm not, like, you know, even ignoring the fact that I don't like face Charlotte. I think Charlotte is bad as a face. I think Charlotte should be a heel. Like, Agreed. Even ignoring, like, the character work. So, like, let's just talk wrestling skills so, like, we can get rid of Alexa Bliss. Fuck you. Sasha Banks. Asuka. Amber Moon. I can keep naming, like, a whole bunch of people I think are better than Charlotte. I would only agree with one of those. I know that, but fuck you. Sasha is still president. She's vice president now. Fuck, I think that even, like, Bianca Belair is more fucking interesting than Charlotte. Well, that's because she's new. Even so... She has, like, an actual fucking thing to her other than, like, oh, I, I do this moonsault, I guess, and I do this figure eight that doesn't actually seem like it's that much worse than a figure four. The figure four doesn't do much either, you know, and, and the whole thing about flipping it over reverses the pressure has always been stupid. Hey, calm down, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying... Yo, Triple H really fucking loves Ric Flair. So, of course, the, his daughter is going to get, like, the best treatment. Because she was born into it. She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, and guess what? She upgraded to a gold one. And that's how it feels. Hmm? Welcome to, w- welcome to wrestling. Welcome to the politicking. Why do you think Undertaker's... Always been on top. Politics. I know, I'm not... I'm not saying otherwise, I'm just saying that, I'm, like, I don't want it to feel so fucking obvious. I know, but it, but when it comes down to it, it, it is. But at least Charlotte is talented. I just agree that she's a better heel, but it worked. And it's gonna set up a really, really good match next year. That you're probably going to get the same person. Because you've, you've heard the rumors. It is. I heard the I know ru- what. I, heard I the know rumors. what the rumor is, but it's like, what's the point now? If like Oscar doesn't have the streak, like no, you're it's not. not gonna fucking... No, it's not Oscar. Like I like immediately after this, like before the reports came out, someone had were, was talking to me about like, yo, this might be the main event of WrestleMania 35. It being Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. No! Yeah. That that <sighs> might be the main event. No! And that, no! I It makes sense. It's... Na- like, people outside of WWE's normal fans, which is what WrestleMania caters to... Knows who Ric Flair is. Knows who Ronda Rousey is. It's kind of like the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns thing. People outside of WWE know who they are. It's that's what they're marketing. And now they can say first time ever women's main event because that's how WWE works now. It's just marketing. The women don't deserve it. It's just marketing. I know, I know it sucks. I know. I know. Welcome to wrestling. Everything 
Even when it's great, it's terrible. Speaking of being a hater... What are you going to hate? I'm going to say two things that I hate. Okay. I thought that Braun shit was stupid. Hmm. Like, not fun stupid, just stupid. I thought it was fantastic. I liked it more on Monday. I liked it more when the crowd got super behind Nicholas. The whole bar I was at was super behind Nicholas. Because I was at a bar watching it with Pope and Aaron and everyone. And we lost our minds for Nicholas when he got tagged in. The entire bar, like, freaked out. It was great. It was pretty funny when he got tagged in. I enjoyed that bit. They made Braun a fucking joke character. He's been a joke character. And you but know not when to that, this extent. John, you know when that pivot happened? When? When he played the giant bass. That was it. That was actually funny, though. I know. And that's when they got the idea. Oh, he's actually funny. So now he's just a joke character. But this wasn't funny. I thought it was funny. I laughed. I had a good time with this. I thought this was a highlight just, of the show. No. Some fucking 10-year-old in the crowd. Even though, yeah, I know it's a referee's kid, but still, at the time, in that setup of him just picking out a 10-year-old while walking past, you know, No Way Jose or, you know, EC3 or fucking Okada. Okada was there. He didn't pick Okada. He picked a 10-year-old. That's hilarious. No. Come on. That's got to be pretty funny. No. Okada's sitting right there and he said, he goes, no, I'm picking a 10-year-old. Okada ain't no WWE wrestler. He don't know. Brun don't know who he is. He doesn't know who that kid is either. They're practically the same thing. I just... What? I just didn't... Stupid. I thought it was funny when he got tagged in and everyone cheered. But then he went, oh, shit. I should no, tag that back part out. Was good. That part was good. I mostly just felt really bad for the kid just, like, fucking being on the apron, shivering, petrified. I don't think he was shivering, petrified. I think he was shaking because he was holding onto the ropes and the ropes shake a lot when you wrestle. Hmm. Because, you know... If you're not very strong, you those ropes, like, they don't have a lot of give, so they just shake a bunch. Alright. So that's, that's what it felt like to me, like, when people run around the ring, the ropes shake. And if you're not, like, if you don't have a big, strong arms, you can't, like, keep up with it. Okay, well, maybe. I mean, he had set up everything, like, he knew, you know, the spot for the tag and everything. He The only problem was he didn't grab the tag rope so he wasn't legally in the match ever but whatever also here's my con other controversial opinion he should have kept the belt no the Ronda Rousey match was fine people were going way too fucking crazy over it I think you're out of your mind I think it was incredible it was everything it needed to be and way more it was fine I loved it I had such a good time. Ronda, like, had charisma in the ring. She, she pulled off good. moves. Don't get me wrong. She looked good. 
She, like, we were all worried, oh, she's going to throw a bunch of, like, stupid suplexes or, like, Samoan drops that are going to be garbage and it's going to suck. And it's going to most be mostly Triple H and Kurt Angle. And no, Ronda was fantastic in the ring. I mean, I feel like it was mostly Triple H. She fought Triple H. She did. Don't get me wrong. She did. That was huge. They let the men and the women fight each other. It, yeah, I mean, if they're going to let anyone fight... Anyone do an intergender thing is going to be the fucking, you know, this the chief creative of chief creative of the fucking company slash like the boss's daughter and the fucking like actual MMA champion lady. It was, it was really good. I very much I liked Triple H selling when he was getting the shit pit punched out of him. Yeah, Triple H is real good. It was fun. I had a lot That's of fun. That's kind of where I'm coming at it from, is Triple H is real good. He's real good at being Triple H and selling things. Ronda Rousey was real good. Ronda Rousey was good. Like, I'm, I am, I'm down to see more Ronda Rousey. I think they made a very good case for her. I think that, like, yeah, okay, I'll definitely agree that this is the best WrestleMania debut, because... Who the fuck else really is there? Like, what's the Fandango. competition? Fandango. He, he's still number one in my heart. We have a special moment there, John, we shared. We did. You mean Fandango. Forever. It happened. Kind of why I don't want to go back to that building. I, I, I won't have that magic anymore. The point is, there's not much competition for best WrestleMania debut. Yeah. But what about Nicholas? He won a he won a belt. He did win a belt. I think that's the best WrestleMania debut. Potentially. Yeah. But anyway, I I thought this, I match, thought this was match was I thought this match was really good. I don't want to sound like I'm sitting here being like, oh fuck this match. Ronda Rousey's terrible shit. But you're terrible. I still feel like. People are acting like, oh my god, this match was fucking incredible. This match was, like, mind-blowing. I, I can't believe Ron Rousey's, like... Did you just have, like, really low expectations? That, like... Yes! Her being able to show, like, the slightest bit of competency is enough to yes. be, like, fucking game-changer! John, considering all the stuff we had leading up to it, yes, very much so. It was all garbage. I was very much led to believe this was going to be garbage, and then it was great. Being able to do the athletic fighty stuff is, like, her whole thing, though. That's her big selling point. But she failed at it every chance she got. She didn't really have a chance to do anything. The stuff with Stephanie, the, the physicality with Stephanie sucked both times. The, the segments that we saw with Dana Brooks sucked. Been all bad. This was good. Did it. She did the thing. I just feel like she didn't really have the chance to do anything in those. That, like... Eh. I, I could definitely I definitely see where you're coming from, of, like, those didn't look very good, and it could be easy to see how to extrapolate to being, like, well, she's not going to have any fucking skill with this whatsoever. It's just, again, I feel like, you know... This is a shoot fight lady. Like... Being able to theatrics it up, teach her to theatrics it up and shit, like, 
to show like hey. competency shouldn't be hey. that hard and it shouldn't be that like oh man you did it you're the fucking best hey did you see fist seven no she was in that she, she can't act at all in that movie so yeah, my 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 expectations were extremely low because of that. Well, yeah, she can't do promos either. That doesn't mean that she can't do physical things. Yeah, but that that's also like, you know, charisma and acting and stuff in the ring. Point is, John, I had low expectations. She surpassed them. I'm happy. It was my favorite part of the night because Stephanie got her comeuppance, and that's what matters. She's never gotten her comeuppance before. I think you're fucking crazy. Styles Nakamura was fucking awesome. I thought it was good. I think this was better. But that's my opinion. Uh, What else was on this card? Do, do, do. We don't need to talk about the US title Nakamura match. Styles Nakamura needs to win on the entrance alone. Yeah, the entrance is really good. Okay, I'll give you that. But John... Styles' entrance with those cool fucking lasers, too? I mean, that was just AJ Styles' entrance. It's, he had a cool fucking laser surrounding him! As you do. I like these cool people. lasers! I did, too. But, John... We do need to talk about the United States Championship. No, we don't! I'm not talking about it! I canceled. It. And you're right. Rusev's canceled. I hate everything. Don't want to talk about it. Motherfuck no the Rusev! Rusev didn't come out on a tank. Don't give a shit. Let's move on. He did get sung in. Shut up. What else we got? What else was on this show? This very long show. The main event sucked. Is that, is that what we're up to? Alright, you want you want to know my summary of the I main don't event? give a sh- I mean, I don't give a shit about that SmackDown tag match. Yeah, it was a squash match. That... That was not good. It was not good. The, the the New Day's entrance was good. Yes. John. What? You want me to sum up the, the main event? The people chanted boring, and then the yeah. wrong ending happened, and it was like, what? So, John, my viewing ex- experience for this main event was I was at the bar with everybody... And I had said before going to PAX, I said, if this is the last match of the night and I'm out somewhere, I'm going home before it starts. The match was the last match of the night. I got up and I left. Okay. Apparently, apparently Aaron and his uh, group, except for uh, Pope, also left for this match. Okay. And then... I saw a tweet from Pope while in, in the lift going, huh, and Aaron left before the main event. That's weird. And then, as soon as the main event ended, another p- tweet from Pope, I should have left with traits. And that sums up the match. You, it was not worth watching. Who cares? I mean, aside from that ending, which I don't understand. He hit the F5. And then he the, the Burke Laser won. He hit six F5s. And then when you think about why he won, you go, oh, that makes fucking perfect sense. Of course he won. Is it really just to get him to Saudi Arabia? 
is to get him to drop the belt in Saudi Arabia because they are paying a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Fuck the show. I know. And fuck Saudi Arabia. You understand, they paid a lot of money. Like, a lot. I don't want to talk about wrestling anymore, Owen. Too bad! We got two more shows to talk about. We got to talk about the weekly TV. Because it was the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania, which means big stuff happened. But also not really. We thought about big stuff happened. New people showed up on your show. Like the yeah, most important person. And nothing moved forward at all. We talking about No Way Jose showed up. It's true, No Way Jose did show up. And he did a conga line, and then trending on Twitter for some weird reason was Adam Rose. Gee, I wonder why. I don't know if it was actually trending, but I know a lot of people who tweeted Adam Rose after this happened. Because, yeah, he had the entire conga line stand by the ring and watch him and celebrate. It was like, and yeah, I watched it like, man, I am getting kind of an Adam Rose vibe here. John, there was a bunny, so yes. Or was a bunny. But yes. So Ember Moon made is, her main roster debut. That was cool. Who? who? Ember Moon? You may know oh, her. Girl. She she lost the NXT championship like oh, girl, an hour ago that, that we like. were talking about it. The girl that you like. Yeah. See, 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 John, you should be happy. So, in, for the women, you got the person that you like, and I got the people that I like. I mean, so I am happy out. I got Ember Moon. It's Thank as if they did noticing. it intentionally. They're good. No, they she, no, they didn't. They just did it. Because they just do things. But they picked. They specifically picked ones that you and I liked. because They, they just can. did it because they do things. Shut your goddamn mouth and let me say my thing and disagree. No. Fine. Ember Moon. Fuck the author is a pain. Oh, I thought I, I thought we were talking about Ember Moon and Hirashi looking like good in the match, and then also pinning the former champion. Because Ember Moon always looks good. She pinned the former champion. Crazy. Ember, Ember Moon always looks good. Authors of pain suck. Why do you ditch Paul Ellering? Why did they bring Paul Ellering out and then ditch him? I don't know! I hate it! Paul Ellering is an old man, John. He does not want to tour on that schedule. I hate it. I know. But, yeah. No. Sorry. Who else debuted? That's it. Uh, that's a good batch. We also had some returning people. Uh-huh. Oh. Jeff Hardy's back. He's not doing the Brother Nero thing. I don't like it. Uh, however, he did have a segment with Matt and Bray. That that part was fun. That part was real good because Seth Rollins and, uh, and Finn Balor were very upset at what was happening. Fair. Also, I I like I like Bray Wyatt being this weird face. It's it's really good. I actually like Bray Wyatt now. They did it. They fixed him. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. I did you see the match in the uh, the Eliminator, the tag team Eliminator? Yeah, it was fun. 
where he uh, did the wonderful and they did the clap with the crowd. Oh, it's real good. Yeah, no, it was fun. They they clapped. It was great. The crowd clapped and then fucking <laughs> Paul Cruz was like, what the fuck? Excuse me, Apollo. Shit, you're right. God damn it. Fuck this show. But yeah, Bray, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy are really fun together and I love it. And then at least they acknowledge that Jeff's normal and they explain they, they explained it. That he had temporarily, you know, repaired his condition. Did you miss that part where they mentioned that he temporarily fixed his condition? I didn't. It's just, you know. Hmm? How can you fix something when it's now woke? It's broke. It's also broke. They keep saying broken brilliance. Hmm. They just can't say he's broken Matt Hardy. I mean, they can say it. They can, but they don't have the copyright where they make the extra money. True. Yes. Who else showed up? Fuck Bobby Lashley. Why? Because he beat up your buddy Elias? Yeah, but also because it's Bobby Lashley. What's wrong with Bobby Lashley? He was a fucking failure the first time because he's boring as shit. And something tells me that him being an impact didn't make him cooler. Him being in Bellator made him cooler. Did it, though? We'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see if he calls someone a bath turd. That, that's a reference from his first run. <sighs> where he meant to say bastard, but he said bath turd. I like that Samoa Joe's back. Well, I can't believe you like Samoa Joe, and then now he's a f- fighting the other Samoan again. I don't like this Roman Reigns story. Of course not, because they did it already. Not even just the, like the him fighting Samoa Joe. Like I like that Samoa Joe's like, "Fuck you! You're a piece of shit, and I'm gonna kill you again because I like killing you." Samoa Joe's a cool man, and I like that he's gonna do that. What right. I don't like is the whole Roman Reigns, this is a conspiracy thing. Like, shut up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Roman Reigns. What do you expect? Like, if the kind of shit feels like fucking exposing the business in a weird way to yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I, it, I, I understand. Why is this man a face? Boo this man. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Jesus fucking Christ, they're still doing Sasha and Bailey. Oh, you don't want to talk about the Eliminator? Okay. I mean, what what is there to talk about? They're, they're having a tag team tournament and they called it an Eliminator! That's weird! It sure is, but, I mean, whatever. Also, the Revival is going to fight the Broken Jerks, and then the Broken Jerks are going to win, and they're going to fight the Sheamus and Cesaro. Wonderful! Well, tell me about the Joshua and Bailey stuff, then, if that's what you want to talk about. They're still fucking doing it! Of course they are. Fuck off! Mm -hmm. Just do something with this storyline already. Jesus! No, they're not, ever. 
They're gonna drag it out another year. Excited? No, I'm not. Hear me out, John. What if they split them up in the uh, the, the shakeup, and then they come back together a year later, and then they pick it up again? No. Oh, you don't lo you wouldn't love that. It wouldn't be so good. The point is, and this is where we're going to leave off on Raw. This was all basically an excuse just for Absolution to win so the page could cut a retirement speech. Yeah, I know. And I'm really was... fucking bummed out about this. But it made sense because it was where she debuted. Yes. I'm not suggesting otherwise. I'm not suggesting that this isn't a thing that probably needed to happen and that the way they did it isn't fucking great. But I'm really sad for Paige. Yep. Also, John, I am we can't heartbroken for her. John, we can't end talking about Raw because I added something to your notes that you totally fucking forgot. I'm not sure I forgot about it, actually. Oh, is it Sami Zayn trying to get their jobs? Okay, I did forget about it. Yeah. And then, except, except not because I was really angry at the ending. No, but that's not the point. The point is Kurt Angle telling him that TNA is hiring. Because that's a line that you can say in WWE, apparently. It is, uh, because TNA no longer exists. True. But it was really fucking funny that he said that line when literally everyone showing up re are TNA people. Yep. Good times. And also, he's a TNA person. It's good. It's a good goof. Also, the fact that it was a double count out is fucking hilarious. Fuck that. Why? You know where this is going to lead to, because... I don't know if you know this, John. I don't know if you heard them say it. They're not eligible for the shakeup because they don't have a brand. I'm aware. So you know what this means. This is going to do the fucking Heath Slater story over again. No! better they're gonna go to NXT no they're not yeah they are let them go to NXT do you want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fight like Ricochet and EC3 I wouldn't be opposed to it but it's also still totally a downgrade Sami Zayn versus Ricochet is a match I would like to watch thank you it is but we're still talking about a man what was the Universal Champion. Yeah, it's just them taking a break to go and have great matches and, you know, put over developmental people before they come back. I think it'd be fun. That's they my don't opinion. need to do this. They don't, but they got nothing better. But they could have something better. But they won't. Unless Paige is just an asshole and rehires him. That's it for Raw. Nothing's getting better. Cool. Speaking of me mentioning Paige, bringing him back to SmackDown, the show opening with... We didn't talk about one match, by the way, on WrestleMania, which we probably should talk about. What? That match involving Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's whatever. Some, some, some guy got beat up in the beginning of the match and he came back and did some knees. I don't know. Who? Who was it? I cried during that. I cried during that entrance. Yes. 
Yes. I, yeah, I, I legit cried during yes. that entrance. I was really overwhelmed and yes. by Daniel Bryan being able to come back. Yes. Motherfucker hasn't skipped a beat. I mean, clearly, like, he ain't doing the shit with his head no more. It's probably for the best. True. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm very interested to see where this goes, where he goes with this, what he does, what he's allowed to do. But, man, he's still fucking Daniel Bryan. True. I didn't like that the, the opening of his entrance was Vanguard 1. That was, that was weird. Dumb. That was weird. I I was thinking it, I was thinking more Terminator. It was it, a combo. It just struck. It, it kind of struck me like the fucking uh, like the fucking Triple H Terminator entrance. I was like, wait, is Daniel Bryan gonna rise up holding the Terminator skulls? It, it felt like a combination. But since Daniel Bryan came back, which you just mentioned. He has returned as an active superstar, which means he is no longer GM. And it's true. Just like the last GM, they bring in someone who just retired from in-ring competition. So Paige. Paige, Paige abandoned Absolution, now she's GM of SmackDown. Makes sense. And she said, hey, guess what, motherfuckers? I'm going to make Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles the main event. What up? And everyone cheered. You know, you know what else was a uh, important thing that happened on uh, SmackDown? What's that? Uh, the fact that uh, Charlotte came out and cut a promo about how she beat Asuka, and the match was fucking great. And she wants to know who she's gonna make magic with next. And then the Iconics came out. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled Iconics with two eyes. Why is this? Because on the on the entrance on the two eyes are the silhouettes of the two of them holding hands. It's real. The logo is really good. Sure. They're the Iconics, and they're still fucking weird as shit. Because Peyton Royce says, you look for magic, and I just happen to know two wizards. And now we're going to beat the shit out of you, because fuck you. And they did. They, like, they didn't extend mauling a Charlotte, and it was really, really, really satisfying. And then halfway through it, I figured out why they were doing it. And it was perfect. As soon as they left, Carmella came out with her briefcase. And this had to be one of the funniest cash-ins I've seen. I'm assuming you didn't see any of this? No. She was trying to cash it in, and the referee was taking his sweet-ass time, like, grabbing it, and then, like, figuring out, oh, wait, you're cash, this is what you're doing, you're doing the cash-in thing. She just keeps, like, yelling out, like, yes, just fucking do it, just ring the bell! Oh my god, you're taking so long. What the hell, she's recovering. Oh my god. She's like losing her mind. Then finally, Charlotte kind of gets to her feet and the referee finally cashes it in and rings the bell. And she wins. Carmella's the champ. 
Kamala is the first 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 lady to cash in successfully the money in the bank. All right then. It's good. I, I I very much liked it. It was it was a great moment for the SmackDown, and it makes it really interesting heading into the shakeup, because I assume she's not going anywhere now, and Charlotte might be. And uh, the only other major thing to talk about about SmackDown is Shinsuke Nakamura having a promo backstage. Do you know what he was talking about, John? What's that, Owen? Well, he was talking about... Well, Dasha asked about, like, why did you punch AJ Styles in the dick? Why did you ruin this big, great big match that was supposed to be a dream match? It was all set up perfectly, and then you had to go and be a dick and ruin it. What the fuck? And his response was very... Very sarcastically going, oh, did I? Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. I guess I was just too emotional. And saying it in a weird Nakamura way, but also being super sarcastic, it was delightful. <laughs> and then when she tried to get clarification, about like, 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 you're like not being serious. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You, like, totally, like, you're being an, an asshole. And his response was, Oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak English. And then left. Whoops! It was real good! The fact he cut the whole promo in English and goes, Oh, sorry, I can't, I can't speak English, I'm leaving, bye. It was real good. And then we had AJ Styles versus Danny Bryan as the main event, and it was a really good match, because of course it was. And you know what happened? What was that? Nakamura showed up and beat the shit out of both of them. Oh no! Like, fuck you. I'm the only one who gets to have good matches, not you. You have some need of the face, bitch. And then he left. I like heal Nakamura a lot. It's really good. I am 100% on board after the SmackDown. Let's go. That, that's all. That's all. That's the only important things from SmackDown. There were a number of contenders matches that happened that aren't a big deal. Cool. I can talk to you about Two Five Live though, because that was after, and the crowd was weird because I saw some stuff on Twitter about the crowd and why they were acting weird away from the ring. Would you like to know why, John? Sure. Why is that? Well, because this one guy was partying a little too hard in good old Bourbon Street. Hooray! On the floor, and he passed the fuck out during 205 Live. And people didn't think he was breathing. Oh, no. So, uh, there were dueling chants of uh, wake him up and don't wake him up. <laughs> or let him sleep. Wake him up, let him sleep. <laughs> and then... And then, uh, when, uh... Someone finally poked him and he woke up. The crowd all popped and chanted, he's still breathing. Jesus Christ. And apparently a bunch of people uh, went and got selfies with him. It was great. It was a real good Christ. moment. 
But if you were watching that episode and you saw the crowd like doing weird stuff away from the ring, that's what they were doing. <laughs> it's really good. But the show was good. We had a Kalisto against Akira Tozawa match, which was oh, really? to lead up to a match to a like a tornado tag match that they're gonna have next week. Okay. Kalisto won with the the Salida del Sol. What's up? It was an actual clean finish with these two, which was good. Uh, I didn't write in my, in my notes, but uh, there's a segment that happened during this episode that'll make you very happy. Because uh, Drake Maverick was talking to two superstars about their return to 205 Live and making sure that they're not going to cause any problems in the new 205 Live. And you know who they were? Who's that? It was Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. What? The Brian Kendrick's back, and he says all the stuff with Hitami's in the past. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. I'm not going to do anything. He's going to do something. Of course he's going to do something. He may have to plan. Hey, Owen, you think that there's a chance that maybe these two will will face off against... Hideo and Tozawa for the totally non-existent and will never exist Cruiserweight Tag Team Championships? I don't know. They already have a few with the, the Lucha House Party, so not sure. Hmm. Uh, did you know that Drew Gulak is the best? Do tell. Because he came out before his match with the... Mark Andrews, he was wearing like a fighter's robe. He looked good. And he says, you know what? Yeah, like I've been doing some thinking. You know what this would be the perfect moment for before I have a big match? Uh, PowerPoint presentation! Whoa. And the crowd all chanted PowerPoint. 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 Then he goes, actually, no. This is actually the worst time to do a PowerPoint presentation what? before I have a very important match that I need to focus on. What's and the that? crowd all booed. And the crowd all booed. Like, boo! It's great. Fuck that. I saw someone on Twitter with uh, the closed captioning for this segment. One saying, applause for the prospect of a PowerPoint presentation. Then the other caption was, boos at the denial of a PowerPoint presentation. But yeah, he had to focus on his match. So, like, he can't... He would love to, you know, sit in front of a copy of Microsoft Office and, you know, work away. But he's got to instead make Mark Andrews tap the fuck out because he's the best at tapping people out. And this match was real good. But, of course, Drew Gulak made him tap out to the Gulak. No! Then he let go and he celebrated... Nay says, you know, the best way to celebrate, I'm just going to fucking put you in the gulag again. Because fuck you. Oh, no! And then Tony Nese came out and saved them. Because Tony Nese is a face now. What? Yeah. Tony Nese is a face now. And he hates gulag. That's fine. I'm down for that feud. Those will be good matches. 
Then the show ended with Drake Maverick welcoming out Cedric Alexander as the new Cruiserweight champion. And uh, the crowd chanted, you deserve it, which is a, a dumb chant. And uh, Cedric did a whole promo about how it all started back in the Cruiserweight Classic, where the people all chanted, please sign Cedric. Yep. And to go from there to being on WrestleMania and winning a championship in the WWE is like the greatest thing ever. And then Mustafa Ali came out. And he said, you gotta watch out. There's a bunch of people, there's a whole lot of people lining up to take you down now that you got that belt. And I'm in that line. Hooray. But... After Sunday, you you didn't you don't just deserve it, you earned it, and then they hugged. Okay, it was a nice moment. And then Buddy Murphy's music hit, and while everyone's looking at the ramp, Buddy Murphy came out through the crowd and hit whatever the hell's finisher is on Cedric and knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> and then. The whole time is he, as he's leaving, Drake Maverick's like following him, yelling at him, like, "What? What the? Why did you do that? Like, I, you, I was gonna give you a title shot. You didn't have to do that. What is wrong with you? Why'd you do that?" And he's just ignoring him, like, "Ah, whatever." It was. He has a good point, though. He won that match last week. He was gonna get a title shot, and then he pulls his shit. So yeah, that's how Two Five Live ended. Two Five Live is a real good show. Okay. You should watch it. Eh. And I'm sure that NXT was very bare bones this week. It was two matches, two interviews from the WWE.com. Uh-huh. And a bunch of recaps of the things that happened on the TakeOver. You know, oh. like they do for all the TakeOver pre-shows that they air in the next week. I know. So why don't you tell me about the important stuff? What did we see? Pirate waifu fought a USO showgirl. Oh, so uh, Kyrie Sane versus Lacey Evans. Yep. How'd it go? That's fine. That's good. Kyrie Sane's good. I like Kyrie Sane. She's got. I feel like she's getting better. She did the elbow. She of course she did the elbow. Good. Did look I good. I just. I don't. I don't. I still don't get Lacey Evans. She's a dick. She's a military dick. I don't know. I don't know. That's what a, else? I don't get it. I don't get her. Um, Undisputed Era. Yeah, it was like, then there's, there's the Undisputed Era, WWE.com thing. Or like, what did they talk about? We're going to talk to you about things. And they're like, nope. And left. What? There was the WWE.com thing of... Paul Ellering getting told off by uh, the Authors of Pain at Raw, and I got angry about it all over again. I'm still mad about it. There was the WWE.com interview with Shayna Baszler, in which she said that this isn't a bandwagon, it's a war wagon. That's pretty good, I like that. That's pretty dumb, but I like it. And then the main event was... uh, Heavy Machinery versus uh, Rick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. Yeah. How, how did, were there stakes and weights? There were stakes. 
there were weights. And then there was the match not fucking finishing because it got fucking killed by War Raiders. Wait, War Raiders? That is the new name that they have given to War Machine, although the crowd did chant War Machine at them. Nice. I like it. But how they do? The name that they have been called by the morrow is War Raiders. Well, it also was on the Titantron. Did say, the was there a Titantron? Yeah, when they were leaving. Oh. I didn't even notice, honestly. I, I saw that clip before we went on the air, so yes. All right, then. How'd they look? They look cool. Beat the shit out of them? They beat the fucking shit out of them. Great. And it's like, hey, those guys! Hey! He- hear me out, John. War Raiders versus Zayn and Owens. War Raiders are going to kill them. Yeah, exactly. I'd watch that. Mm. But is that it for NXT? That's it for NXT, man. It was fine. Is, is that it for Heel Turn? A production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not It's not done, John. We have one last segment. No. Yes. No. I want you to... Come on. No. Final thing. Because next week, John, is the Superstar Shake-Up. I want to know four people from SmackDown that you would like to have on Raw and one person you'd call from NXT. I'm not including champions. I can tell you who I would take from Raw. Nakamura, Ty Dillinger, Rusev... Becky Lynch. And one call up. Johnny. Damn. That's good. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Who I would take from Raw, I would take Alexa Bliss back, of course. I would. Does the revival count as one pick or two? I'll let him count as one. I'll take the revival. I'll take Finn. I'll take, take my sweet boy. Yeah. Take Sasha Banks. Take two ladies. And from NXT, I would take. Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Because if you're going to have Gargano, I'll take Ciampa. And then every time there's a pay-per-view, they'll just have an interaction. It'll be great. I'm going to be honest. I was I almost took, I was thinking about taking Bianca Belair, but then I thought that you'd probably take Johnny Gargano, so I was like, well, I better take Johnny Gargano. Fair. I, I would have taken Johnny if he was on the board, so that's why I took the, the, the asshole guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, and fuck this show, because we are Show's done. Show's long. We ha- John, it was a long week. We had a lot to talk about. I'm aware of why it was long, and that it was a long week. I'm just saying, the show's long, and I'm tired. All right, let's wrap it up. It's uh, You said it was a production of Pro Wrestling Not Cool, and I It's say, not just cool, it's not cool. Okay, you said that, then. You say the next part, then. It's a website. Go to the website. Yes. 
You know what else is a website, Owen? Patreon? Patreon.com slash PWC. They can give us money to help us produce the content. It's really you know what else is a website, Owen? Facebook? Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. Oh, okay. Twitch then. Yes, that's where we broadcast this live every Wednesday. You know what else is a website, Owen? YouTube? Facebook.com slash Cambridge Analytica. Wait, no. Should we just not, like, not plug Facebook anymore? I don't know. I was actually wondering that. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll plug it anyway. It's fine. We'll steal your data. Facebook.com slash PWDOTC while the website still exists before Congress steps in. Sure. You know what else is a website, Owen? I'm not guessing anymore because every time I say one, you say something different. Guess it anyway. I'm going to say YouTube again. No. Fuck. Twitter.com slash he the heel turn. And, and PWDOTC. YouTube is not a website because I don't know how to find us on YouTube. Search for wrestling.cool, you dick. No, I won't. We, we stream this live on there too and, put the, and the archive goes up unedited so it's a nightmare. You know what else is a website, Owen? Google! Google's a website. What can you do on Google, Owen? You can Google Professor Not Cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's not just cool, it's .seo. Oh, God. Are we done here? I don't know. Are you gonna be. Please Where don't can they find you? What internet websites can they find you at, Owen? Just. Search Owen Douglas on Google. I'm sure I'll come up on there. Two S's. John, what about you? Find me at various places on the internet. I mean, I guess you could just type in John Gavrex Maxwell on Google and you'll find me because I'm literally the only no, fucking one. No, be zero, zero But results. also, you can't spell my name, so that's cool. Nope. It's not that cool at all. Find me on Twitter and Instagram and probably other places on the internet. At, at I am John GM, I'd make Except the joke. Of, I'd make the joke about how you can find me on Venmo there and give me money again, but no. that's not actually my username on Venmo. We only, but John, they they can't find you there on Twitch. No, they can't. That's right. I do also have a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash video underscore shames. That's true. It's a thing. It's not just cool. It's shameful. It's quite shameful. John, long show. We need to get out of here. We talked about a whole lot of wrestling. But next week, we will be back, and we will have new superstars on each of our shows. It's a brave new world. It's something, all right? So, that's it for Heel Turn. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday with a hopefully shorter episode. And until then... I need to just sleep off this entire weekend even more. Yes, you do. Too much wrestling, Owen. Too much wrestling and too much Steel Battalion. Not enough Steel Battalion. Y'all come back now, you hear?
This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.